And now another episode of Mind Escape with Michael and Maurice. Take it away, Michael. All right, folks, welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. Uh, we have a continuation of episode number 66, uh, Smoking DMT versus Ayahuasca, part two. Uh, check us out at uh, MikeAndMauriceMindEscape.com. I'll be updating that again later today. And uh, check us out at Patreon.com slash MikeAndMaurice. Um, we have our three guests back. Um, we've got Dick, Paul, and Sam. And uh, we were talking about their ayahuasca retreat in the uh, UK, uh, not in the Amazon, like I thought. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's get back into it. So, Paul, I know last time you said you uh, had so much more to say. Um, what was the most, after now looking back and, and um, you know, reviewing, I guess, you know, in your own head what, what kind of went down, what was the most um, interesting aspect to you, like something you hadn't gotten before from an ayahuasca or DMT realm? Um, well, like, like I said last time, you know, I've got, um, got it with quite a few revelations, to be honest, about, just about, um, prophecies. A lot of the prophecies are going to be coming true in our time, basically. Um, like from uh, the ancient Hebrew traditions, um, I'm, uh, looking into Kabbalah a lot at the moment because what I'm being shown, it's all, it's all to do with the Kabbalah ultimately, you know, which is linked to ancient Egypt and, uh, Prehistoric Egypt as well, isn't it? But um, the uh, certainly the prophecies, like from every corner of the earth, from the uh, from the Hebrews to the Hopi people to the the Celts, um, to so to South America as well. Um, there's something here, something coming, um, and you know it's, it's it's connected to everything that we look into. You know, standard. Uh, Great awakening, so to speak, and all that. But um, there's something happening on a really deep level, and they were showing me things that were happening in the uh, in the spirit world, in the underworld, whatever you want to call it. And um, and it was a, it was showing me things to come, what are coming here. And it's 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 all beautiful. It's amazing. Um, they took me to another level of understanding as well of why there's so much shit in the world and suffering and all that. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I feel like I'm maturing with that. <clears throat> There's a bit of a weight coming off my shoulders with it, not knowing what to do with it, and I'm getting a bit more of a clear, or a much more clear understanding of what to do, what I'm being shown now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it involves involves patience as well, you know. Um. But yeah, like I got taken, I got, I went in very, very deep this time, and uh, I'm still having memories of it and processing it. The process quite a bit more in the last couple of weeks since we last spoke. So, I'm going to ask you this question real quick, yeah. Paul, before I get to the other guys. So, we talked about this a little bit last time, but yeah, um, I put out a clip yesterday uh, out there, and it got it became popular about um, you know we had an different guest on who we were talking about the dmt realm and the gestures and the um the uh, entities yeah. and stuff 
Now, when you encounter these entities, you know, more, more, most people say they're more real than real or the feelings more real than real. Yeah. But do you think that's just, you know, like, I guess what I'm saying is, is like, is the feeling what convinces you that this is something external or real or like, what about it? Um, convinces you that it's not maybe some sort of archetype within your subconscious or brain or something that you're, you know, cause people are like, Oh, it's just hallucinations or, you know, yeah, yeah. so like, what would you say to counter that? Well, I mean, what can you say? You can't tell people anything, you know? Yeah. You can't the, prove anything. The awakening so. community, yeah. The awakening <clears throat> community right now that everyone's got their minds made up, aren't they? You know, I've, I've learned this, this makes sense to me. And people are just going like this. Right. Arguing all the way up the ladder, um, and you know, if you woke up tomorrow, right? If you went to bed tonight, you woke up tomorrow, and you weren't quite in this place. You're in a higher, higher realm, meeting, um, meeting beings that felt real, like as if you woke up and sat there and had breakfast with your with your mum and dad in the morning. You know what I mean? Or mm -hmm. with your family, or whatever. Um, you you won't say, "Oh, this can't be real," because it is. You pinch yourself. You, you know. You know when you're dreaming, don't you? You know, um, right. and we're what what the, the craziest thing about all that is is we're actually dreaming right now. Anyway, we're hallucinating now. We're hallucinating the the human experience. You know, the five senses. Um, it's just basically all I can say to people who say, "Oh, you just you've got to go and do it yourself." You know, don't until like like McKenna said, until you've smoked seventy five milligrams DMT. You know, we've got nothing to talk about. Um, mm. If, if you don't think my my words valid for my own experiences, I understand that. I don't expect you to just listen to what I say and go uh, think, well, yeah, yeah, mm. that, that's, that, that must be right then. Right. It's so it's so incredible and miraculous, and well, it is. It's everything. It's so amazing, truly awesome. What awesome really? Sure. But uh, experience it yourself. Um, and aside all that, it's not just what I've experienced. It's all the research I've been doing, and, and you, you can just look up at. Um, I put a stream of stories on today. All the religions are talking about the same thing. Um, it's all symbolism of the, of the nervous system. That's what God is. Um, it's all through the Bible. The Bible wasn't about what was going on. Um, all these characters in it are parts of the, the bloody brain and whatnot. You know, it's parts of the body. It's been very, very cleverly written and uh, they're just for a very few people to decipher and out, it? You know, same with the Quran and um, the Torah. Um, all I can say to people is, right, if you really want to know, you've got to do your work yourself. You've got to, you don't have to have uh, an empty gym. You don't have to have a leucogenics, but you've got to do a lot of research. Yeah. A quiet time, you know, a long time thinking, solitude and that, and a lot, lot of introspection, introspection of what is really real. You know, you've got to be truthful to yourself. If you're not truthful to yourself, then you're not going to see the truth in front of you. You've got to admit when you're, you've got to admit you know nothing for a start. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I could go on forever with that question. <laughs> yeah, we got to get, I mean, to, not, we got to get to the other guys here, but. But that's where I'm at with it. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, no, that was a good answer. Um, Sam, so, uh, you know, last time we talked, it seems like you're a little bit um, more into the experience of, of what's going on. So what would you say to, to what I just asked him about, you know, how do you know this isn't, you know, a hallucination of your 
your brain that's just causing you to see things and your your you think it's real but it's not you know well um i didn't actually see anything so it was it was all feeling for me so i'm i'm not going to doubt my own feelings you know have you ever um seen I, anything I, i've never no i've always struggled to break through well i say always the first time when i tried it i didn't break through but i didn't think i broke through until the second time um and then it all felt relevant that first time it was just opening very subtly the doors to um a different perspective perspective on everything you know do you see the stuff that other people's not you know, obviously you just said you don't really see entities but do you see you know the hyperspace and the geometric patterns and that kind of stuff or no it's not it's just more of a feeling than it is a visual thing yeah it's not visual for me man and it must i don't know why it affects different people certain ways i can't answer that but for me yeah, it, was it must just, be the way you metabolize it or something who knows man who knows i don't know but you've smoked it and done ayahuasca correct yeah, yeah, I've smoked it as well. Um, but like I said, I struggled to, to take the hits uh, with that. It got very weird very quick. Right. Yeah, it, I bet. Pixelated, yeah. But when I did it, everything just fell to bits. Uh, and But it wasn't... And I just come back to very quickly again. It wasn't... Um, I just couldn't take any more to sort of... <laughs> but I will do. <laughs> Have you... I mean, is that something, though, like when you think about... Um when you hear other people's stories, is that something that you want to experience or you don't feel like it's necessary? Yeah. It's kind yeah, of, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, that's what I was sort of a little bit disappointed with the ayahuasca. I was sort of thinking, well, what about all these stories I've been reading? You know, it's, I'm going to be presented with this, you know, mother ayahuasca and all this. And it wasn't like that at all, but I mean, I got something amazing from it, you know, it's right. It, it made nah, I just uh, add something. I thought to Dick about uh, that question. I want something to add on it as well. Okay. All right. We'll put a post-it note on that part. Put a tag on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, Sam, I think that is interesting because there are people that don't experience it. You know, like, and I've interviewed a lot of people, and I'm on all the forums and social media and stuff, and I talk to a lot of people. I like to hear, you know, what everybody experiences, and there are some people that don't experience the entities or that specific part of it. Um, and those people seem to poo-poo the idea of it even. Some people, you know, more of the, you know, oh, you get, well, you get the materialist reductionist type people that, you know, are hardcore, oh, yeah. you know, you know, in this realm kind of a thing. And they'll say, oh, well, you know, like I said, it's just a hallucination or whatever. But it sounds like you're open to the idea about it. You just haven't experienced it yet is what, kind of what I'm gathering. I'd probably just prepare for, for the next one, I think it's uh, some people maybe just need that, right? You know, yeah. it, uh, or some people are just into this on another level to others, and it's just is what it is, yeah. Sure, all right. Um, so Dick, um, what now? I, I wanted to get all three of your point of views on that. So, what do you think about it? You know, is it an archetype of our subconscious is it an external entity do you think it may be both you know like because our you know some people say our consciousness is not just sub subjected to this local uh you know being a local phenomena it might be something that we're um taking in like an energy and our brain is almost acting like a filter kind of a thing would you are you along those lines or are you more in the camp that you know, you're in your consciousness, but when you do this, you're you're experiencing things that are always there. You just can't see them normally. 
So I'm, I'm going to say both. I'm going to say that these are separate entities and I'm absolutely convinced of that and that's been the direction of my, my literary output and it's going to continue to be the direction of my literary output. But I say both because I believe these these entities, these others, these powerful spiritual beings of hidden nature, I believe that, you know, they, they've had some, some work in shaping the human psyche from I don't know how far back and will continue to have a role in shaping human psyche you know you, you don't see it you you don't know that they're there unless you open up your perception with the, this powerful mind manifesting substance and then to me it's very clear that these are they're separate entities they're 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 they're, they're beings of hidden nature you know nature does not stop we are we are not the the pinnacle or the crown of creation it, it continues beyond man albeit unseen and you know terrestrially yeah. uh, you know solar system galaxy universe you know it, it goes on and you know, i'm not 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 saying that i'm interacting with galactic or universal entities far from it these dmt entities that are interacting with with me and other researchers you know they seem i don't know possibly bound to this globe you know certainly have an interest and a knowledge about us you know our psyche our physiology but yeah i think they've had a shape in in a hand in shaping what young called the archetypes of, of of humanity oh that's a good answer um do you think though that um when you look at all your experiences that um is there com is there like a common you know, entity archetype, or is it something that's just always different? Yeah, that that there's a definitely a, a common entity, and I I came to call those occult masters, as I say, because they were incredibly powerful. I have a complete, I seem to have a complete working knowledge of of the human psyche and physiology. They're compassionate, wise, intelligent, loving. I wouldn't want to fall out with them, mind. But then I've I've had other experiences where qualitatively they've been very very different to to the why termed occult masters and there was one experience with with smoke DMT and I had no doubt whatsoever that that entity filling the bedroom it, it could have snuffed me out like I I can blow a candle out you know it was just frightening just doesn't cover it it, it was beyond terrifying my life was like. It, I felt my life was in the balance. So, yeah, you know, and, I, and I'm sure that there are many, many other, I don't know, species, types, classes, you know, of, yeah. of, of entities out there just waiting to be catalogued, documented. Yeah, it'd be interesting if we ever got to the point in science where we can't figure them out. So, you know, we look at it like science where we start to categorize them and put them in different, you know, which I don't think, you know, from my understanding, that doesn't even seem like it would fit in that realm because everything's just so nuts, you know? Like, I don't think it, you can look at it like reality where it's like, oh, this is this and this is that. It's a very different thing. Um, Paul, you let's get back to your little post-it note that we put up there. On, um, uh, yeah, just about uh, if people say, like, how can you say it's just not, not brain candy and that? You know, well, science is coming out with things now. I watched a documentary with my sons last night called uh, Atom. Uh, it's a mainstream, I think it's BBC. Mm -hmm. And it came out about a year ago, and it's talking about how they found, how they found out down the, the decades that there's 
everything's made and there's nothing solid here. You know, it's all an illusion. They're actually coming out with a term. Everything we're looking at and, and sensing with our senses is an illusion. Well, yeah, it's, so, all, it's all molecules vibrating on a certain Yeah, it's all, it's all, we're, we're in a work of art, like McKenna said, we're in a work, a moving, acting work of art that we, we play roles in, uh, however predominant, you know, different levels of that. But it goes back, and, and as far as uh, when you were speaking to Sam about, you know, some people do go through a lot more than others with ayahuasca. Um, see, this is it. It's like you said, Oh, you know, somebody will, will go so far when you speak about, you know, having a much deeper experience, they'll, they'll poo-poo it or whatever you're saying. You know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. it's like, well, oh, well, it can't be. I've not been, I mean, everyone goes to different depths. It's, it's where we're at. I don't know. I don't know the exact reasons for it, but uh, all I know is that uh, I go, I go right through when I see, uh, when I first did Ayahuasca, I met like a lot of comical type, type um, entities who just wanted to, to meet me and share love with me. And then I, and then I got moved on to these other, other more serious beings, like Dick speaks about, immense power and energy. And they're, they weren't serious, but very sincere. And they were like, right, now no, it's time to learn. And this time I was just bombarded with those, with those kind. Um, they were, yeah. And, you know, like I say, you just know that it's... Uh, Going off everything else you read and everything, what the ancients spoke about is there's a lot more to this, you know. This soul play, this, this whole is a, a place to learn, you know. Yeah. Look into what the laws canon talk about. She was on it. So, I mean, I get what you're saying. I mean, I just had a visionary psilocybin experience not too long ago. Not, you know, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you i can say the same thing the feeling was like more re when you're in it there's yeah. this like um almost you can feel it coursing through your body like it's this energy or this like um mm -hmm. i don't even know how to explain it but you just feel like alive you know if that makes sense yeah and um, well, your cells you feel at one with everything oh well your body's made up of all these different trillions of intelligences these cells yeah right feel, and, yeah. and it wakes your serotonin up like you can feel it like coursing yeah. you know um and and one thing i will say too is it, it like takes the governor off your mind like i was thinking i'm like man right now if i started writing everything that i'm thinking down if somebody gave me millions of dollars i could probably come up with some some sick inventions yeah. you know because you, you you're literally you know like your your brain isn't inhibited by you know everyday reality oh, you're shit. not you're not thinking anymore you're just in you're just being you know it's almost like yeah. i don't know if you guys have ever read um uh, Eckhart Tolle's the, the power of now you know it's literally like it almost forces you to be in that moment and you're not really thinking about anything else so um you know that's yeah, kind the, of yeah the writers from Game of Thrones should have been taking some of that shit <laughs> oh wow well. yeah yeah Maurice is a little minds of the viewers is disappointed <laughs> with the whole ending but let's that's a it different is, episode um <laughs> you well, know. hallucinogenics mate like you say for me it's Everything's everything's wrong way around, yeah. What's black's white, what's white's black. When you take hallucinogenics, it's D, it's taking the, the hallucination away with D. I don't know what right. word what word you term it, but it, it's it's taking us to what we what we where we usually are, you know what I mean? So whatever however much you have, you have a low dose, it just tunes a little bit. You have a have a high massive dose, then it's like boom, the matrix dissolves and it shows you you're looking out your uh, your third eye, aren't you? And you're not using these eyes anymore when you have such an eye dose. 
doesn't matter you, when your eyes open and shut, does it anymore? Like when I have ayahuasca, it doesn't matter. I'm I'm seeing through that eye. You know what I mean? Are you ever scared before you do? Like you know what's coming, so you're a little part of you is maybe hesitant well, or. After what I told you from my experience last time, the first night was uh, absolutely amazing, but very tough, very tough. And uh, yeah, I shit myself a bit the next day. <laughs> but uh, and then I got a start to get into it. I'm like, what am I on about? I freaking love it though, anyway. So. And the second night, they, they, they all, again, was, you know, loads and loads of interaction, but um, it was a lot more laid back and they, they let me just be and I was just buzzing my nuts off, moving around with them all and, and they were showing me things and no intense, um, no intense um, experiences that, uh, to break me down in that one. But yeah, every time, like, you know, Every time you do a, a series, either, whether it's a high-dose mushroom or a, a hit of DMT or, or ayahuasca, serious butterflies, man, every time. But yeah, that's, that's why I was asking you, because there is this, like, pit oh, yeah. in your stomach before you yes. do it, or, or right after yeah. you take it, you're like, oh, I know what's coming, and I don't know every if Every time, yeah, yeah. Pretty sweaty palms beforehand. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, yeah. Do you think, Sam, though, that that might play into, like, you know, I don't know, uh, but when you said you've done, like you've smoked it, like most people have these breakthroughs when they smoke it. Have you maybe just not smoked enough? Off, like with having that in the back of your mind that you could enter that realm and maybe you don't want to, or is it just something that you don't think has just happened? Uh, well, with the DMT, I've just struggled to smoke the stuff because, like I say, it, it, everything did dissolve when I first smoked DMT. I closed my eyes. Yeah. And uh, I felt like I was getting shot somewhere, and then it sort of, it literally just melt. But I melted back into the physical world. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, so it was sort of like it was almost telling me you've not had enough. There you go, back in the room, mm -hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, it does that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spit your. Oh yeah, have more. And I ask you, they tell me to drink more, and I'm like, fuck off, I'm done. So yeah, what do they say? It's like normally like three hits of smoking it, and yeah. you gotta hold it in, and. Uh, Usually after that third hit, people. I mean, I I don't. I think it depends though, because I've seen people who take one hit of five meo and instantly get catapulted into that realm. So I think it just, you know, if the people are uh, you know doing it the way of extraction, but it's not the five meo, it might have a different obvious you know effect and and come up and everything. So, but what what would you say, Sam? Um, what would you say, like, if somebody said, take four, would you do, like, four huge hits just to, to experience what everybody else, or no, is that just, is it too hard? To... Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely on my list of things to do, mate. Don't worry about that, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I am, I am worried, bro, and I want to know, <laughs> so. You've got a co-pilot, Sam. Yeah, that's it, maybe, yeah. Just a co-pilot, I'm yeah. already said last time, yeah. Send Dick or Paul over, and he can, they can, you can have a nice babysitter there, guide you through yeah. it. <laughs> um so dick um do you think that uh you know obviously you've had a lot of experience smoking it and you've just recently tried ayahuasca for the first time um we talked about the differences last time and you know what you thought of the differences um do you think that there's more you get more out of smoking it or the ayahuasca like do you think that the ayahuasca, since it lasts longer and it's maybe not as intense, is allowing you to maybe reflect a little bit more and have a little bit more introspection than smoking it. Yeah, I think I think ayahuasca 
you can certainly work on yourself more. I think think there's a benefit to self improvement and navigating the experience more. Whereas smoking is just, it's just. I mean, it's really intense. But what I would say is, I think from smoking it, there's there's more opportunity to kind of figure out that these are interactions with powerful spiritual beings of of hidden nature. Um, I, I, I mean, you know, I've only tried the ayahuasca three times, but I think, I think in the setting that I was in, I would struggle to have arrived at, at that conclusion or that same conclusion. Whereas, I mean, with smoking it, it wasn't obvious to begin with. It it took me ages to work out what was going on, and it was it was sometimes little things that would kind of give the game away. So I'll give you an example. I I smoked in the bed once, and um. I put my pipe down and put my lighter down and laid down and like this, this massive energy, my energy is filling the room and I can hear this like hissing noise. And I'm like, you know, I'm laid there and I sense this entity. You can actually palpably and emotionally sense this. I didn't know it was an entity. You just sense something's there, but there's this hissing noise and I can sense this thing's here in the room, but it's not interacting with me. And I'm like, come on, like, come on, what, what's, what's stopping you? And then I figure out the hissing noise. It's my lighter. My lighter's leaking uh, butane gas. <laughs> and it's like, whatever that thing is in the room, and I didn't know what it was at the time, but whatever that thing is in the room, it knows there's an issue with my lighter and it's, it's pissing out gas, like mm. hissing. And like, I sat up and like, oh my God, the, you know, it's the lighter that's hissing. I'm like... Like, well, that was really interesting. What the hell was, what was I saying? Like, come on to, you know, there was something there. I'm saying like, come on, interact with me. But, you know, little things like that kind of give it away. Another example would be, you know, no smoke on the landing at the top of the stairs. And I'm surrounded by these, like, you know, minions from the Despicable Me film. <laughs> Yeah. I'm surrounded by these yellow munchkins, you know, and it's just just this <laughs> glorious kind of visual experience. And then one of my boys burst through the front door downstairs, totally unexpected. So this is this just sudden crash and commotion, and the whole hallucinatory, you know, sphere just just didn't shatter, it just like exploded, just di di dispersed, and I was like. That's really interesting, you know. It's like whatever was interacting with me, it, it sensed that disturbance. And of a similar vein, you know, I've, I've been in my my bedroom and interacting with something, and you know, if if there's a sudden noise outside, so we had a, a chainsaw start up once, and this entity that's interacting with me, I, I'm engulfed his mind. Straight away, you can actually see and feel the direction. It just just dashes off. And that's it, you know, you, you're kind of left on your own. So little things like that really kind of gave the game away for me. And yeah. Interesting. Wow. Um, Paul, so do you like, um, when you do this, you know, these psychedelics and stuff like that, what's your, what's your mindset going in? Are you going in with the mindset that you're going to um, interact with these beings? Um, so there's like a, um, like a, like you're suggesting to yourself, you know, while you're in it, not that they obviously that that's making it not real or whatever, but just that, you know, you have an intention when you go in sometimes, you know, when you take high doses of mushrooms or other psychedelics, 
um, you go in with, oh, I'm going to think about this and learn this, and do this. And then you get in there and it's something completely different. Do you, you know, like I said, do you project that? Like, do you go in thinking and then you try and accomplish that? Or is it what I explained where it's, you know, you get in there, but it's a whole different ball game once you get in there? No, I, um, I, I pretty much know what's coming now. Um, and it's, I still get, like I say, the butterflies, the pit in the stomach as it's approaching. But as soon as I'm, I'm in there, it's like, oh, I freaking love it here. What am I about? It's just, it's just hard as it's coming through or you're going through, which uh, not hard, but it's a bit, yeah, squirmy, like I say. But um, no, um, I, don't, I don't have any set, directly set intention. I just make sure, you know, um, I'm looking forward to I know what's coming and I look forward to it. I do. I love, I love meeting them. Um, love the feeling I get there. It's the greatest feeling, um, you know, you can imagine really when you go, when you go real deep um, and they show you miracles of existence and, and why it is. Um, but I don't, I don't think, right, I want to learn about that. I want to learn about this. I trust that they, they, they know everything about us, you know, everything. Um, certainly the beings I meet, they know everything about and they just um, they show me what I need to see, what I need to know, and what I've started realizing now is that it, it didn't. I didn't think it were making sense the first few times I did ayahuasca or uh, smoked the MT and had mushrooms. But it's been sort of a oh, grooming is not the the right term, but sort that sort of sense. It's been building me up and releasing bits, and then I go off and research it. You see, it's like um, uh, a I posted a quote the other day on Instagram about um, the biologist doesn't look down a microscope and stay stay glued to it. Down, sees what he's seen, then goes off and uh, processes it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been doing. So what, whatever they've shown me at the start, which hasn't made real sense, then I've been finding things afterwards. Or you know, sometimes it's just it just appears. I don't know. I'm not even looking for it. And it's like, oh yeah, that makes and it relate. And then it's all been coming together. This time it got took, like I say, to an all new level, and but then again it made everything else make sense. So I just I completely trust, I completely trust my uh, my teachers because they are my teachers, um, and I just I just know they're gonna sh- they're gonna show me, they're gonna leave me with what um, what's gonna move me on to the next step in stone, yeah, or my, my next rung in the ladder. Um. And just totally trust and relax and completely surrender to it. They want you to surrender because surrendering is courageous. Yeah, complete surrenders takes a shitload of courage. Yeah. Um, and it's not weakness, it's courage. And, Are they trying you know, to teach you it. to do that in your in the reality? Like, is, is there ever a message that like... Let go, yeah. Just like, let, let go. go. All, like, yeah. fear is, is, is a, you know, can be overcome. Remember kind who you of are, thing. remember what you are, yeah. Remember what this is, you know what I mean? And uh, it's... Just let go and flow. It's all about flow. I like spoke about. Be like water. Go with it, and it'll take you to amazing places. You know, and uh, and wow, I can't I can't say that enough. You know, you just got to surrender. And because like like McKenna said as well, nature loves courage. Yeah, sure. They they love courage. They love people going just you know. Even if people if you if you're scared shitless and you're still going to do it anyway, you're going to get something beautiful. Nice. Yeah. I can't guarantee that, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm, unless there's something else, something else uh, going on there, you, you know, you're gonna have a beautiful experience because they love courage and they uh, 
they celebrate it with you when you get there. They show you how brave you've been. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think that's well said, Paul. I think, you know, if you go in just with bravado and like, oh, you know, all over, you've heard about DMT, it's like, oh, yeah, that, I got this. I think you're going to pay a heavy psychic price. But I think if you've got a genuine, uh, a genuine fear and respect, but you still, like Paul said, find the courage to, to submit to it, you're going to get some big rewards. I'd agree with that. Interesting. Um, so, Sam, do you think that um, when you look at like, uh, have you like what other psychedelics have you tried besides, you know, DMT? Iowa? Have you done mushrooms uh, and San Pedro and all that kind of stuff? Mushrooms and LSD, yeah. Okay. Uh, tried ketamine for the first time. How was that? How was the ketamine? I've I've never tried it, but I. I uh, I, I've had depression and anxiety issues in my in my past, and I know there's some people that have done only one dose that's cured their their uh, depression. And they recently, the FDA just approved, proven, yeah, nasal spray that you know has ketamine in it. Means. So you can actually get it, you know, as medicine now. It's expensive, right. I think. Uh, but well, yeah, what to... what was that like? Um, well, I stuck the ayahuasca rose on. Mm-hmm. And I, I, did, I, I definitely, I let, I did feel like I left my body definitely, and it was just all colours, man. And it was just, it was cool. It was really cool. Uh, uh, I had my mate there babysitting. He said I was just talking to him like normal. Like, but it, I was coming, was coming back and forth. You know what I mean? I, I'd land sure. again, and then I'd have some more, and I was off again. And uh, he said he could see it in my eyes when I was there, and when I wasn't, you know what I mean? Right. He said no, I had this glazed look on my eyes obviously just had a bit more and I went somewhere else and come back right. again and in the room. But anyway, the next day I felt amazing. So it, it can't be that bad. You know what I, mean? I felt really good. Sure. Sure. I don't know. I was kept. Yeah. I think that's the difference between, uh, not that ketamine and, uh, MDMA are similar, but I think MDMA the next day, even if it's clean, um, yeah, you get a big serotonin blast. Yeah, think. and which I mean, yeah. I think if you're doing it, I think when they do therapy with it, it's low doses. Yeah, you know, on, on a right, right, right. So, um, I think that it, you know, it depends on how much you're taking, when you're taking it, that kind of a thing. Uh, but when you, you know, your experiences though, did what brought you to psychedelics was did you have a background of some sort of, you know, did you have demons in your past or was it something that you started off doing as a kid or something and just liked it? And then eventually, yeah. you know, you, you matured into more getting stuff out of it. Yeah. Well, obviously dabbled when I was younger and stuff, but you know, you look back at them times and it was just, it wasn't, it was for the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? It was just to sit around giggling yeah. and just be cats really. You know what I mean? But this time when it's again, like I said, on the thing I said last time when I was, looking at a trip to South America and ayahuasca just kept popping up on the internet just everywhere. And it was like, this is for me, you know? And, um, as soon as I read about it, I was just like, yeah, I've got to try it. Um, well, as, 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 as for, and uh, getting back to what you were saying before about the mindfulness and talking about demons and depression and all that, the fact that it is putting you in that moment, this is why everyone's getting depressed and depressed. Depression is the past. Anxiety is the future. So right. If we can just center ourselves through yeah. these psychedelics, but there'll, there'll be no need to, for anyone to go through any of them emotions again. You know what I mean? So that's actually a good good outlook on it. I'd say that's correct. Yeah, no, that's spot on, brother. Can seriously help people. You know what I mean? That's what I'm passionate about. That's why I like 
I mean, I'm pushing about our age of talking to you guys outside my comfort zone, but people need to know how powerful this stuff is and it can really, really... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mate, like I was, I was saying before, Mike, um, I've got a pal back in England and um, I went back to me uh, after the ayahuasca ceremony, I went back to my hometown in Northern England and uh, I left some of my pals with some DMT and, uh, and a device that uh, Dick gave me very kindly. <laughs> And one of the lads, I mean, they've had, they've had some there for ages, but none of them, no, it's too old for that and all that. But one of the lads went out for a meal this time, and um, it turns out one of them, who uh, has always been a, I've always considered him a smart one, intellectually clever and that, yeah. And um, and a deep one as well. Well, he's, he was asking me about what I've just been doing. I told him, oh, I, I want to try that. He's, he's gone and done it last week, picked it up. He went on his own in the dark at night up into the countryside. It woods. Now that takes balls. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and he didn't, he didn't have a full on my breakthrough, but he had a, he had a really good experience. He had, he had two goals of it. Um, and then he didn't, he didn't message me straight away afterwards. So I've waited a week. Because, you know, he's been dealing with a lot of depression for quite a while. Serious. But, you know, he, he was depressed before I left England a bit, really. And, uh, right. But, uh, but he gets on with it, you know, like we all do. But he says he said he had to wait because after the first couple of days, I, I noticed that I weren't hating myself once. I was just loving myself, being positive and uh, not hating my job and everything. And he said, I'll give it a week. And he says, so it's been a while. And he said he can't believe that just one little half an hour, 45 minute hint, what it's done for him internally. It's re he said, he, said he, he, he can't believe how much he's rewired him and his, his outlook of things. Right. Know? And so he's going to be going uh, this and he's going to be going doing a proper go of it as well. He's looking forward to it. Nice. So, oh, I mean, that's just one one uh, little session of smoking DMT and he's had a massive turnaround. And I, I was buzzing when he was he he telling me. Um, yeah, I think... Um, and like, uh, uh, something, you know, behind the scenes though, because he's, he's on the ball, so go and do it. I mean, I, I, first time on, on my own, it was in the dark, no chance <laughs> There's no way I'd do that. Well, I might know, but not them. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that just shows, you know, it's, it, it really does work. And he's, he said, he said he's, the, the word he said was, well, he's been waiting for this all his life. That's interesting. Well, he's got to for it, you know what I mean? And that just fills my heart with love. Love it. Me too. Yeah, I think um, psychedelics kind of act like um, it's just a break from reality. And I, besides the obviously seeing visuals and experiencing love and entities and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I think it provides, it's almost like going on a mini vacation, you know, like you go on a vacation. If, every, if everything goes well, you're usually come back refreshed, renewed. You yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's kind of like what, what psychedelics are like, you know, when you come yeah, down, yeah. Come down right. off a of five or six grams of dried psilocybin, you yeah. feel like, oh, I'm still alive. I'm here. And you have a mission and your mission is whatever you had to face during the trip itself, you know? So, um, you know, it's I an overwhelming sense of purpose. I find after when you do these things, your sure. purpose here, what, what we're here to do. And once you know what you're here to do and what you're about, there's nothing to worry about anymore. Is there, you know, right. You just, all it is, is just love and, and to all the people that poo poo all this stuff, you know, I would just say to them that, you know, real or it it is real, but real or not in the sense that there's something metaphysical going on. 
that these things are doing like i just said it gives you you come down and you like you said you have a purpose you have a goal you have a mission um so the fact that these things have been illegal the fact that these things have been demonized you know it flip-flops through history at certain points in history i'm sure there you know there obviously wasn't police forces and people doing you know sting operations and stuff like that so people were you know you see a mushroom on the ground psychedelic you eat it nobody gives a shit you know back in ancient times um and slowly we've you know it's the whole control thing in the sense that you know government is just something that's just trying to keep everybody on the same page really um but some people you know aren't aren't really born on the same page and some people don't really fit that mold you know or don't want to be a part of that mold so i think that these substances provide a vehicle to you know understand more about yourself but um dick uh when you what's what's the future for you with this stuff in terms of i know you're working on another book i know you know this this ayahuasca ceremony was a you know a big thing for you but what what's what's your your future look like with this stuff do you have anything you know big planned are you trying to figure out some way to take it to another level or what's going on there Guess at the moment I'm on something of a hiatus. You know, I still will dabble with a little bit of changa. Um, you know, I'm 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 very lucky. My my wife's got like you know she's got her own medicine box with you know all kinds of opiates and ointments and all kinds of different things in it that I never touch. I just see that as like you know poison or it, it's not getting to the root of the problem. And then in my writing office, I've got my own little wooden medicine box filled with with wonders and i'll dip in and there from time hey. to time but I, I i want i want to get my second book out away and i'm i'm loving the writing you know i mean bear in mind i'm juggling a, a full-time professional job you know i'm a responsible parent a, a good husband as good as i can be but yeah i mean whenever i got chance i'm working on the book and loving it and i just want to get that published and then i want to break that hiatus and i, I really want to I don't know, just, just see if I can really, really get stuck in and, and, and you know, take take it further, go deeper, go further, try some different things like intramuscular injection, um, uh, potentiator the DMT with Hamala, explore Changamore, try some 4-ACO. I've been blessed with a little bit of um, 5-MEO, the, the toad medicine and the synthetic. You know, I, I, I want to try that and just... Just see where it goes, you know. Uh, yeah, I, you know, the idea is to get a third book. The, the second book's there. That's going to be published this year, I'm sure. If I can get a third book out, I'll be really happy with myself. What's your, just, I mean, not to, to divulge too much, but what's your second book going to be about, briefly? So the second book is is uh, it's a combination of my last two years of my three years research. So DMT and my occult mind kind of set the scene. Uh, with some some personal disclosures about who I was and why I was doing this. And then I introduced each and every experiment from my first year. And my second book was going to be the second year. Third book was going to be the third year. But I, I decided, you know what, let's just take the best from year two, the best from year three. Let's combine it. Let's improve the writing and make it far more direct. And let's get that published. So, yeah, that that's going to be the, the kind of like, the remainder of my three-year research minus the first year. You know, I think there's something like, um, I think 160, 170 experiments, and there'll be 
you know, I, I'm really enjoying the writing and, and it's really heartening when people come and say, look, I, I love your writing, I, I love your book, I love your work, I love what you're doing. That's so encouraging. But this time around, I really feel like I've I've improved the writing. So I want to get that done and then commit to further research. And I wanted to ask you one more thing before I move on to Paul again. You know, I think in your book you describe this that um, it's almost like a masonic hall symbolism where it's the black and white um square almost like you know the the graphic i made for um the last episode we did where it's that uh that archetypal black and white square room you know with the tiles yeah uh, you know i think you talk about it in your book too um i've actually experienced that in meditation and heavy doses of psychedelics is that something that you experience in the DMT realm or, you know, have you felt, you know, have you experienced that before? No, I, I've not experienced that. I, I mean, I think that's covered pretty comprehensively in P.D. Newman's book, Alchemically Stoned. And it's really fascinating how he talks about that and what that checkered floor is used for in terms of, you know, masonic uh, uses in terms of... Uh, preparing the ergo fungus for its psychoactive properties, but no, I've I've not experienced that. But I, you know, I've certainly spoke to people who've experienced that same checkered floor, and you know, it's, it's really fascinating things like that, like like with clowns and jesters that you see, which which I contend are products of the mind of the entity that's interacting with you. But it kind of makes you think, well. You know, where do these things kind of stem from? You know, like human, the human propensity to dress up in costume and have carnivals and masks. And are these kind of human inventions or are they kind of like promptings from, I don't know, some, some other realm that's kind of shaped us and, and shaped yeah. and directed our culture? I, I don't know, but I suspect so. Right. No, I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, it's such a fascinating thing. Um, and everybody it's who has your, your peebles, Mike, they make uh, clothes that look like the DMT realms. It's, it's it's like a black and white pattern with all colors coming out of it. It's normally like white with a black trim, right? Colors in between it, and uh, that that's what it looks like to me. It's um, and it, it, it's there's, there's a lot of black and white, but all colors that um, you know, I'm not used to, I've seen before, but also mirrors as well with the mirror effect behind it. It's all like it's like everything's reflecting off it's. It's very difficult to describe, but that's where that we mentioned the black and white there. Yeah, and Mike, I, I yeah. loved your, your question to Sam, and I just, just want to throw out there that I, I had the benefit of some really good 2CB several months ago. I'd, I'd never tried it, but I knew it was one of Shulgin's magical half dozen, and I tried that, and oh my God, <laughs> that was, what a night that was. But I mean, that, 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 I mean, you know, that, that, that night began and I was like, I was in this beautiful, blissful state. And I'm like, damn, why, why is this stuff illegal? I just can't work <laughs> it out. And then like an hour or two later, I was tripping balls. I was like, whoa, like, you know, yeah, in a bit of a state, I was like, oh yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> that's right. You know, but yeah, I, I don't think it, it should be illegal that. That was such a magical substance, 2CB, and, you know, a, a really great psychedelic. As I said, I, I got a little medicine box here with all kinds of wonders in there. And if, <laughs> little Hunter S. Thompson on, kit? Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
if, 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 if things went wrong and, and the police knocked at the door and took me away and, you know, took away my medicine box and Just went through it all. Okay, we, we, we're taking the acid, we're taking the ketamine, we're taking the DMT, uh, we're taking the MDMA, we're taking this. I'd be like, yeah, all right, yeah, no problem, no problem. And we're taking you to CB. I would scream the fucking house down. <laughs> no, no. The two CB, it's too nice. <laughs> no, I've never tried that, but stuff. yeah, I've heard I've heard people talk talk about it. But what, um, real quick before you know, I get on to the other guys too. I actually wanted to ask you, um, what do you think the main difference is? You said you've smoked five meo. What's the difference between five meo and NN dimethyltryptamine in your opinion? Sorry, Mike. Don't know that yet. I've I've got the got the capacity to smoke it, but I've not tried the five meo yet. So I'm just I'm just. Oh, okay. Head, I got head. I got you. Yeah. Well, you'll let us know when you do that. So. Oh, okay. indeed. Well, this All is right. it. I mean, the way the way I'm inclined, mate, is that everybody's more sensitive to certain chemicals than other people are to others. You know, we've all got our own yeah. different reaction. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, we're Mike, all different. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson talking about the MEO. <laughs> Yeah. And he said nothing to this. It takes you far deeper than ayahuasca or DMT or you know an NDMT. And I'm like, well, how do you know? How do you know it take that takes you deeper than something, some substance takes somebody else? You don't know that, right? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm I'm finding with with ayahuasca. Certainly, I, I go to the same places when I smoke it. You know what I mean? But just just for longer. So sure, people are getting different experiences, and we're all trying to compare the same thing. And we're not. We've all got different perspectives, and we're having different reactions to it. We've got to understand that. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's one thing that's the same. Yeah. So, Sam, what do you yeah. think? Uh, what do you think? Um, are you a creative person, by the way? Like, are you? I know Dick's, you know, um, you know, obviously an author, and, you know, Paul's big into the thought experiments when he's into this stuff. Are you a creative person when you go into these realms, or is it something you just kind of do? Or, Am I creative when I'm in like, there? Like, 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 no, just are you like an artist or a musician? Oh, like, uh, well, I play guitar. Yeah, I've been playing guitar since I was about 16. Okay. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's like I said last time, yeah, it sparked, sparked something in me. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I've, I always had it in my head. I couldn't sing and I couldn't write songs. And now I'm starting to sing and write songs. So it's, there's definitely something in it. It's, it's just, it's re- into something for sure. Yeah. 100%. Um, and yeah, it's, it's it's quite amazing to be honest. Yeah, because it's all part of the thought process as well of of saying to yourself, oh, "I can't do that. I can't do this." Little old me and whatever. Right. That shows you how big and fucking amazing we all are. And then it's like, yes. right, fucking anything I want, <laughs> pretty much as long as I'm not harming anyone. You know. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, no. The reason why I ask is, you know, I'm a musician. Play. You know, before this, I was in a bunch of bands and uh, heavy into guitar and recording stuff and piano and stuff, but when you do stuff when you do psychedelics or even if you smoke pot whatever um anytime you can break free from like the everyday reality something you've either been working on and couldn't get or something that you've been writing and were at a standstill it seems that these substances open doors so i don't think you know when you look at the history of rock and roll and i guess all types of music for that matter um some of the greats have obviously been associated with psychedelics and and that kind of stuff so yeah. Do you? Yeah, do you Mike. Fe- I've, I've heard. I've heard Sam sing, and I've heard him play. And I tell you what, he's got rock star qualities. He's just. He's got it, man. I tell you, what, what? a voice. He's got it. Area. 
You guys start get together, man. We might have a new oasis on our hands. <laughs> no, think of the not. I'm telling you, Paul looks the part. We, you know, that's a, that's for sure. I'm happy Luke in the part, mate. Yeah, you're the third Gallagher brother, bro. <laughs> I've got all the uh, I've got all the gigs to fry, shall we say? For yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. I know you're big into music too, Paul. You're big into you. Know, I'm big own... into sound, mate. Sound in general. I, I just I was thinking the other day. I, I, I fucking love music, yeah, because we are music, but. I love listening to nature, and there's nothing better to me than listening to sound of a of a of a woman being pleasured. I mean, that's the ultimate music <laughs> for me. I love sound in general, mate. All sound, but you are a rock star, then, aren't you? Really, uh, <laughs> really get me vibe going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you have no, a I'm... YouTube channel, Paul? You want, mate? Do you have a YouTube channel? No. You should definitely start one where it's just you doing this and just ranting on about your experiences. Could do, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah. I will be doing that, I promise you, but um, how I'm going to approach it yet, I'm not sure. I've st I'm still reflecting, and uh, I know I'm going to be doing something like this. But uh, Yeah, we'll help. I mean, any, any way we can help you, obviously, you know, um, from the sound engineering side of things or whatever, if you ever need help, cool. let us know. We'll, we'll, uh, you, we'll, get, you, we'll get you started we'll here. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, we'll kind of wrap it up here, but I just want to say, you know, I appreciate you guys coming on and sharing your experiences because not everybody wants, wants to talk about this kind of stuff. And it is still, even though it's come a long way, it's still pretty taboo. And if I were to walk into a room or my office or something and start talking about DMT, even though it's produced in our body, People be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" You know, so it's not even. It's I it's know, more. I, I went on a rant on Mother's Day to my mom. She probably thinks I'm off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know it, they do a good job, don't you? When they're there with a pint of pint yeah. of ale and going, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does it? And nah, you're talking rubbish. Come on. Right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a film really, I think alcohol is probably one of the worst substances you can take. So oh, man. yeah, I got that out of my life and it was the best decision ever. Like it's awesome. I, I still like it. Well, once in a while, if you're at a, like a wedding or you're going out with your friends once in a while, like it, it can be nice, but you know, you can also, yeah, drink, using it. you can also drink five drinks and wrap your car around a pole and, and kill yourself or kill other people. So, I mean, that's uh, the other you know side if you can't I, i've never heard of somebody smoking a joint and driving people off a cliff i mean i guess maybe it's happened, i passed but... my driving test uh after having a white to me mate so <laughs> <laughs> calm my nerves it helped me out yeah and it was um, the second the first time i failed couldn't stop my leg shaking that that stopped my leg shaking it was a reason nice but uh so but yeah we'll wrap it up here check hey. out check out all three gentlemen i'm gonna add their uh instagrams in the uh the information section below check out dick's book dmt dmt in my occult mind uh you can get it on amazon i'll put the link in the information below as well and uh yeah you guys have a uh a great okay. week yeah yeah cool guys thank you guys again in the cash peace thank you, thank you. Later, guys